Welcome everyone to Dr. John Bedker's Leadership Podcast, the podcast focused on leadership. The episode will begin shortly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Dr. John Bedker Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, John Bedker. Well, today we're going to talk about two people, iconic people, people that were leaders in their fields. And I mean that word literally, leaders in their fields. But they weren't in that field of leadership per se, but yet their lives were all about leadership. It defined them, who they were. We're going to talk about two people that have recently passed this past week. We're going to talk about Rosalind Carter, perhaps one of the greatest and most iconic first ladies of our lifetimes. She just passed away this week at the age of 96. And we're going to talk about Charlie Munger. He uh, is a billionaire was the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, one of the largest and most successful investment companies ever in our world. So different fields, different areas, both highly successful. They were iconic in their respective fields. But one thing that they had was exemplary leadership. And I'm going to try to touch on that. One comes from a political corner, Rosalind Carter. The other from an investment area, Charlie Munger. So very different, very diverse. As I've said, and I want to say it again, in this podcast, we really try to focus on leadership, not the politics. So I'm going to ask you again, please don't hear these words as political rhetoric. Hear them as a discussion of the leadership qualities and traits of these two iconic people. Because in reality, one of them may have been of one particular persuasion and the other may have been of a different political persuasion. All right, enough about that. Let's talk about them as leaders. I'm going to go with ladies first and talk about Rosalind Carter, and then we'll switch over to Charlie Munger. The the format for this is pretty simple. Uh, I'm going to use some of their quotes, things that they've said over their lives, both of which were very long, very rich, and robust. So let's begin, as I said, with Rosalind Carter. The uh, uh, materials, by the way, uh, this in this first case, uh, taken uh, from a, a series of articles uh, over time. I'll try to give attribution um, uh, at, at each uh, place. Um, let me begin, though, with just an overview on Rosalind Carter and a quote. Asked once how she would like to be remembered, Rosalind Carter said, I would like for people to think that I took advantage of the opportunities I had and did the best I could. Wow, right there. What a foundation in leadership. 
She'd like to think that she took advantage of opportunities. Shouldn't each and every leader do that? Absolutely. So really at the core is really quality leadership core competencies, taking advantage of opportunities, and did the best I could. Not half-hearted, not I'm here, but not fully engaged, not fully committed. No, she did the best that she could. So here we see this wonderful first lady who has at her very foundation, leadership, core competencies. All right, here's another quote. I knew that when my husband was elected governor, that I had to have something more to do than to pour tea. I did not intend to spend my time in the governor's mansion that way. So some of you from uh, abroad, uh, Jimmy Carter not only was the president of the United States, but before was in fact the governor of the state of Georgia. So she's making that quote uh, while her husband, Jimmy Carter, was the governor of uh, Georgia and saying that she didn't, she wanted to do more than just sit around and pour tea. Well, that was the beginning of a crusade for her, a lifetime crusade in mental health. She made that statement on her mental health policy advocacy back in 1982, a good while ago. She continued that quest throughout her life. At the National Press Club in 2001, she gave uh, remarks and she said simply, I tell him what I think. Once again, speaking of her husband, she was explaining to the Associated Press in 1977 how her husband didn't need to ask for her advice. She said, I tell him what I think. All right, let's go to leadership again. Proactive leadership. If all we do is sit on our hands, if we remain quiet, if we don't speak up or speak out, but we're only reactive to actions and events and activities of our superiors or their business, the enterprise, we will not be as successful as leaders as we can be. Listen to those words of Rosalind Carter. I tell him what I think. So proactive leadership, quiet at the right times and speaking up, speaking out at other times when appropriate. Another quote, Jimmy and I had always worked side by side. It's a tradition in Southern families and one that is not seen as in any way demeaning to the man. Once the press and our persistent opponents heard about my attendance at cabinet meetings, Rosalind Carter, by the way, was the first person to attend, first first lady, I should say, to attend cabinet meetings. Very soon it was rumored that I was telling Jimmy what to do. So says Rosalind Carter, well, they obviously didn't know Jimmy. 
That was in a response to criticism about her White House involvement. But again, the leadership message here, she was involved. She was engaged. There was no doubt that her husband was president of the United States. But she was going to have a voice and she was going to have access. And she did. That is the leadership moment to take away. She said that there are only four kinds of people in this world. Those who have been caregivers, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need caregivers. Rosalind Carter said this at the 1987 founding of the Rosalind Carter Institute for Caregivers at Georgia Southwestern State University. Much later, 2003, at a symposium on mental health policy, Rosalind Carter said this, 25 years ago, we did not dream that people might someday be able to actually recover from mental illnesses. Today, it is a very real possibility. For one who has worked on mental health issues as long as I have, this is a miraculous development and an answer to my prayers. So think about this. Longevity, stick-to-itiveness, commitment over a long period of time. I've often spoke of this leadership acronym, FIT, F. I-T. To stay leadership fit, we all need to frequently, F, with intensity, I, over an extended period of time, T. Practice that which is important to us. Here we have an example of an exemplary leader doing just that. Frequently, with intensity, over time, making this commitment to mental health and helping those find solution to mental illness. When asked whether there would be space for women to handle both a career and their homes in 2005, Rosalind Carter said this, I think women need to find their place and decide what they want to do. I've worked almost all of my life and raised my family, but the main thing is women have a choice and can make their own decisions. Wow. Well, that I think is a good one uh, to end on. Making choices, making good choices, making those choices that are right for you and those you serve. She talks about this, working her life, raising her family, being actively and absolutely committed to issues like mental health, certainly her husband's presidency. But it is the person, the individual's choice to make their own decision about how they make their contribution. All right, so there we have a little bit only a small amount about Rosalind Carter, some quotes from her. What do we know, though? 
We know that this woman was an exemplary leader, even in just these few short moments that we've had. Okay, let's switch now to Charlie Munger, again, the vice chair of Berkshire Hathaway, a longtime friend of Warren Buffett. He died this past week at the age of 99. He was known for his quick wit, his lifelong passion for learning, and his old school approach to investing. This is all from an article, by the way, uh, CNN Business Before the Bell. That's a newsletter. Uh, he leaves behind a colossal legacy that extends from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm quoting, his impact went far beyond the investing world. People discovered him, thinking they would learn about ways to make money, but they got so much more. So says Whitney Tilson, who's an investor and expert on both Buffett and Munger. Mr. Tilson told the author of this piece I'm reading from, he talked about a latticework of how an intelligent person needs to read and study a wide range of subjects. He said, if all you have is a hammer, the world looks like a nail. There we go. First quote from Charlie Munger, and it really catches it. He had this capacity to take really complex subjects, to synthesize them down to simple phrases, sentences. Again, there's a leadership message here, folks. Get it. Keep it simple. Translate those difficult, challenging ideas, concepts, into things that people can simply understand. And think about what he's talking about, this lattice work of how an intelligent person needs to read and study. Think about that in your leadership journey. Are you reading? Are you studying a wide range of subjects? Really important, great leadership foundation. So Charlie Munger, he was worth about $2.7 billion, according to Forbes. He was revered, though, for his pithy and often humorous remarks on investing on life and more. He often employed what Tilson calls Mungerisms. So we're going to give you a few of those here in the next couple of minutes. His uh, speeches, his writings, even wrote a book about him called Poor Charlie's Almanac. They're considered essential reading, and I certainly recommend that Poor Charlie's Almanac to each of you. For anyone interested in business, investing, or, here's the leadership catch, the art of clear thinking. Hugely important for a leader, the art of clear thinking. And so here's Charlie Munger. A couple of quotes. I'll do this on topics. Uh, his thoughts on algorithmic trading. I think most people know now so much of this is done by computers, by mathematicians, people with analytic skills. Here's what Munger had to say about that algorithmic trading. Quote, we have computers with algorithms trading against other computers. We've got people who know nothing about stocks, 
being advised by stockbrokers, who know even less. That was just this past year at the 2022 Berkshire Hathaway Annual Meeting. That's an event that's highly uh, followed, highly listened to. It is an incredible experience. If any of you had that, I'm sure you would feel the same. On learning, again, here we are in leadership, right? This is Charlie Munger on learning. I constantly see people rise in life who are not the smartest, sometimes not even the most diligent, but they are learning machines. They go to bed every night a little wiser than when they got up, and boy, does that help, particularly when you have a long run ahead of you. Now, Charlie Munger was speaking to the 2007, the USC Law School commencement address when he made that remark. These new young lawyers were going to have a long run ahead of them. But think about what he said. People that go to bed at night, every night, a little bit wiser than when they got up. And boy, does that help. So think about that on your leadership journey. That reflective practice I've talked about a lot in earlier episodes. Take that moment. Go to bed every night a little wiser than when you got up that morning. Really, really important leadership message. Okay. Talk about a sort of a current event, the government deficit. All sorts of people, all sorts of opinions. They uh, uh, go from uh, uh, doom and gloom to not a problem. And, 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 and what happens is this is a hugely complex and complicated issue and certainly one of importance. But here's Charlie Munger on government deficit. A man who jumps out of a building is okay until he hits the ground. That was this year's Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, the 2023 annual meeting. A man who jumps out of a building is okay until he hits the ground. Simple, succinct, absolute clarity. Not wishing harm to anyone, but oh my God. If you jump out of a building, yeah, nothing's happened. You're okay until you hit the ground. So prepare, prepare, prepare. So, so important for leaders. On mastering your emotions, Charlie Munger said this, a lot of people with high IQs are terrible investors because they've got terrible temperaments. And that is why we say that having a certain kind of temperament is more important than brains. You need to keep raw, irrational emotion under control. You need patience and discipline and an ability to take losses and adversity without going crazy. You need an ability to not be driven crazy by extreme success either. This was in a Kiplinger interview in 2005. Boy, oh boy, aren't there several leadership nuggets here. Temperament, how important for leaders, huge. The fact that temperament is more important than brains. 
stating you need to keep raw, irrational emotion under control. Think about that on your leadership journey. Patience, discipline, holy cow, more leadership core competencies. The ability to take losses and adversity without going crazy. Again, leadership core competencies essential to each of us. So, Mastering Emotions, Charlie Munger, short quotes, tons of leadership messages. On passion, he said, you'll do better if you have passion for something in which you have aptitude. If Warren Buffett had gone into ballet, no one would have heard of him. <laughs> that was at an earlier Berkshire Hathaway meeting in 2008. So, play the game you're good at. That's a huge leadership message. If you've got passion for something in which you have an aptitude, you're going to do better. So seek those things. Connect those dots. Make sure that you're investing in something that you have aptitude and passion. Really important. And on success, always an important benchmark for leaders. On success, Charlie Munger said, it's so simple. You spend less than you earn, invest shrewdly, and avoid toxic people and toxic activities, and try and keep learning all your life, and do a lot of deferred gratification because you prefer life that way. And if you do all those things, you're almost certain to succeed. And if you don't, you're going to need a lot of luck. That is from the book I referred to earlier, Poor Charlie's Almanac. So on success, again, just a whole bunch of leadership competencies here for us all to make sure we capture. On success, it's so simple. He starts off by saying, this is not complicated. Now, I've made this over and over in this podcast about the core descriptor for leadership, right? Do the right thing. Here's Charlie Munger on success. It's simple, right? Often hard to do, simple to say. Spend less than you earn. Well, if you're running a business, you're running your family. That makes sense. Invest shrewdly, right? Have a plan. Make it a good plan. Avoid toxic people and toxic activities. Well, that, I think, is a huge leadership message. Try to keep learning all your life. This continuous learning, lifelong learning, so, so critical, so important for a leader. And then he talks about deferred gratification. Live that good life. As I say about leadership, do the right thing. Do it over and over and over again for your life. 
because in the end, you're almost certain to succeed, says Charlie Munger. Okay, well, those are just short snippets, some quotes from two very, very different people that passed away this past week, had full, rich, and robust lives, have done so, so many things in their respective fields, but what they have done has been exemplary leaders throughout their lives. Let's again just not get politics involved. Let's get leadership involved. These two people were exemplary leaders. Okay, thank you, everyone. Really appreciate it. Take care, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. John Bedker's Leadership Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your friends, and of course, please follow our podcast and subscribe. Thank you again for tuning in.